What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Talkin' Fit. Really appreciate it. Real quick, um, if you want a chance to win something, go to the podcast page, scroll down, and then go to write a review. So if you're on my podcast page, uh, you will scroll down. You'll see the thumbnail at the top. You'll scroll down. You'll see about uh, six or seven episodes. And then when you scroll down past that, you'll see like a trailer and it will say ratings and reviews. And below that, you can tap to rate or you can tap to write a review. If you write a review, make sure you leave your um, name or username or email. Uh, identify yourself. And if you leave a review, you'll have a chance to win a gift card, and I will announce the winner uh, next week. So let's see how many reviews I get. If you're the only person who leaves a review, then you just automatically win. So that might be you. Anyway, if you're listening, I really appreciate it. Uh, Sharing, writing review, subscribing to the podcast just really helps it grow. And, you know, I think that's a pretty small ask for giving over 100 hours of content for free a year just on the podcast, not even including any other content that I post on YouTube, blogs, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff. So just uh, leave a review. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys today about getting overwhelmed when it comes to having to track your food. So if you're listening to this right now, it probably means that at some point, You've tried tracking food in an attempt to either lose weight or even to just learn more about what you're eating. But most people don't just track food with the intention of, I need to learn. Um, Although they probably should, I recommend people doing that for a period of time. In fact, when I take on a new client, one of the steps that they go through is I have them track their food for a few days without me giving them any goals to hit. So not trying to hit any specific calorie or protein or macros or anything like that. They're just tracking to learn what are they normally eating on a day-to-day basis? How close are they getting to their protein naturally? This gives us basically like a starting point. So if you've ever tried tracking food before or worked with like a macro coach and you just went right into trying to hit your numbers, uh, you know, it's not like it's the worst thing in the world, but it's, it's pretty inefficient because you're you don't know exactly what you need to change and then you don't actually change your behavior. So that's a really key point to this whole, you know, body composition change or weight loss thing, whatever your goal is. At some point you got to change your behavior. You have to be aware of what you normally do and then you have to be aware and intentionally change those behaviors to meet your goals. When you think about it like that, you can take a little bit of the emotion out of it. Um, you know, as far as people, you know, thinking, oh, I, I eat bad or I eat good or like I, I can't stick to anything. If we take the emotion out of it and we just go, okay, this is, what, this is what I normally do. How can I make this a little bit more in line with, uh, you know, the goals I want? It, it, I know it's hard to do that. You can't just snap your fingers and take the emotion out of your eating habits. But if you if you look at it through that lens of, okay, these are behaviors I have, these are things that I do, how can I do slightly different things or even improve upon things I'm currently doing to get me closer to my goal, 
understanding that along the way, you're probably going to deviate occasionally, and that's totally fine. So remember, the goal with any of this stuff is to just slowly improve it over time and expect that there's going to be times where, you know, it doesn't go the way you may want or you make different decisions than maybe uh, you want. So if you've done tracking before, there's a chance that, you know, it might have felt overwhelming at times or even time consuming. Uh, the time consuming part, I always, you know, reframe people's mindset on that and, um, you know, get them to actually pay attention to how much time it really takes to track your food. I actually like clocked myself one day, like when I was logging my food, just to, you know, as an example for clients. And it literally took like two and a half total minutes throughout the entire day. Um, so that means if you add up every every second I spent tracking food throughout the day, it added up to two and a half extra minutes of, of effort for the entire day. Uh, so when you're first tracking, if you've never done it before and you start trying to log on an app, whether you're using like Chronometer or MyFitnessPal, or um, I think there's one called Lose It. There's like a bunch of apps out there, but whatever you're using, when you first start trying to do it, it may take you a little bit longer, but even if you double that time, it's five minutes total throughout the entire day. So it's not that much time. So the the process is not very time consuming. The reason why it feels like a lot or it feels overwhelming or it feels time consuming is because it can eat up a lot of your mental bandwidth because you're putting a lot of emotion into the process. You're you're trying to get to a goal. You're trying to be perfect. You're trying to hit your numbers. You think that these numbers are are, you know, going to be the solution to your problem, the solution to you not losing body fat, you not losing weight, or you not getting the results you want from the gym. And when you put that much emotion behind something, it can be very overwhelming. It can feel very tedious because it's this task that you don't really want to do, but you feel like you have to do it. And you're going into every day with this level of stress and anxiety around tracking food. So the act of doing it feels very overwhelming. So then you get to a point, which a lot of people get to, where they're like, they'd almost rather not track their food than to see results. So they'd rather stay in the same you know, pain, the same frustration, than to put another moment of their time or energy into tracking food because it just feels that overwhelming. And if you've ever gotten to that point, then I'm glad you're listening to this show because I want to help ease that stress and make this process um, a lot easier for you. The first big thing I want to talk about, though, this is, gonna, this is like to preface all the stuff I'm going to you know, all the tips I'm going to give you. The big thing about tracking that I need you to remember, and this is so important, it is not a forever thing. So even in the moments when it feels kind of overwhelming or it feels inconvenient or it feels like you don't want to do it, you don't need to do it forever. It's a temporary tool to build new habits. To give you an example, um, and this is like, you know, a personal example, but like for, for me, currently I don't track my food. Um, this year, from January to now, you know, mid to late June, so from January to June, I've gone down probably 15 pounds. Um, and that was, you know, 
with periods of like eating at maintenance calories and not actively trying to lose body fat, I do feel that I look noticeably leaner. I feel noticeably leaner. I feel lighter. Um, obviously, 15 pounds is you know a decent amount of weight. Um, and I've not tracked food the majority of that time. Now, when people hear that, they're automatically like, well, what the hell? Why do I have to track food if you don't have to track food? Because I've tracked food long enough that I've built habits that I don't need to track them every day. It's very important to remember that. Like once you have the habits built, you don't need to track it. The second part to preface this whole thing is that if you have tracked food before and the not tracking food version of you versus the tracking food version of you are two completely different people, two completely different behaviors, that's the issue. So if when you track food, you are making an egg white omelet and oatmeal in the morning, and then you're having, you're planning out your lunch and you're having like a turkey sandwich, and maybe you're going to have like a Greek yogurt in between those two to get extra protein in. And then you're going to have a protein shake and a snack, uh, you know, a post-workout at, in the afternoon. And then you have a planned out dinner of, you know, salmon and uh, rice and vegetable. And then you have like your nighttime snack, which might be like, you know, some fruit and honey or like uh, cottage cheese or something like that. Or um, basically like you have your whole day planned around your macros, around your calories, around your protein. And it's structured and you know what you're going to have and you know like the amounts you're going to have. But then when you're not tracking, you are waking up, not thinking about food, skipping breakfast, uh, you know, grabbing something quick for lunch, like a sub, and then going hours without eating. And then dinner is just whatever. You try to eat something healthy, and then at night you're, you're starving because you barely ate all day. And then you're snacking on random things or eating an English muffin with toast, <laughs> a toasted English muffin with butter at midnight. Uh, then that's the problem. The problem isn't that you didn't track. The problem is that your behaviors when you don't track are so drastically different than the behaviors when you do track. So that's a very important uh, part to remember. Tracking is temporary, and you have to use it to build habits so that you don't need to track forever. And when you do that, you can see results and keep results without needing to track your food. And that's what makes it temporary. Tracking becomes temporary when you actually build habits that you can sustain. Now, to be also 100% transparent with you, I actually prefer to track food. Um, I like knowing that I hit my protein for the day. I like, you know, um, moderating my calories depending on you know, what my goals are at the time. I like knowing how many calories I ate. It just makes me feel better uh, when I know. I don't like really like just guessing about it. Uh, so even though my habits are intact, when I'm tracking my food, I just prefer that. I like knowing, oh, I had this many carbs, I had this many calories, and then I can like increase that or decrease that based on, uh, you know, what I want my goals to be for that day. And I honestly just prefer to track food. And the reason why is just because I don't have emotion wrapped up in it. I don't have a ton of stress wrapped up in it. It's not a stressful task for me. If anything, it's more of a relieving task because I'm like, okay, cool. I you know, know I hit my protein for the day or it's late. I'm not at my protein. Uh, I know I need to have something now and I know that that's cool. 
And also, I don't track every single day even when I am tracking. So even when I am tracking food regularly, I'm not logging every single day. Like I'll probably not log on the weekends and that's totally cool. But again, it's because my weekend behavior is not so drastically different. And if I want to go out to dinner on the weekend or if we want to grab a bagel or a donut or something like that, I don't stress about it. So that's where I want to get you guys to the point where you can track if you want, but when you're not tracking, things are pretty cool and chill and, and still in line. Now, uh, I like, like I said, I prefer to track, but right now I'm just not doing it just because there are other things that I'm focused on right now that I don't need to make that a top priority and my habits are intact so I don't have to worry about it. So that's where I want to get you guys. Anyway, if you have felt overwhelming, uh, overwhelmed by tracking before and stressed out, um, you know, the act of dieting is a is a stressful thing in itself if you're trying to lose weight. Um, life is stressful in itself. So why make the process more difficult? Let's talk about how to make this stuff 10 times less stressful so that you can get better results, stick to it longer, and not have to track forever. So tip number one, don't try to be perfect. You do not need specific hard macro numbers to see results. This is really important because I have a lot of clients who have come to me and their idea of tracking food is macros. So they've done macros before. They've either done a challenge or they've worked with like a macro coach and someone spewed out you know numbers to them and they had to hit their numbers and, and uh, they're used to that style. So if you're not familiar with that, what that means, uh, that means uh, they have specific carb, fat, and protein goals. And generally what happens is people are given macro numbers and they're given like, a f essentially what happens is a coach or some sort of online calculator, you plug in your stats, your goal, your activity level, and it'll give you estimated macro numbers. And it'll be like, you need to eat uh, you know, let's say it's a female and she's trying to lose weight. Uh, it'd be like, you have to eat 40 grams of fat, 150 grams of carbs, 160 grams of protein. And you have to land within five grams of, uh, each, or usually it's five grams of carbs and fat, uh, carbs and protein. And you have to land within three grams of your fat. So think about how stressful that is for someone who's not built solid habits yet or just like they're new to tracking or they want to be able to do this long term like you're going to tell me that they have to eat between 37 and 43 grams of fat every single day between 145 and 155 grams of carbs between 155 grams of protein 165 grams of protein every single day you know that's stressful for the average person to do that and the fact is you don't need to be that um meticulous with it to see results. Now, if you're someone who's a bodybuilder and you're trying to compete on stage, like, and you're trying to get down to this specific level of body fat for one day, then yeah, you probably need to be that meticulous about it. But most people are not trying to do that. They're trying to just improve. Uh, they're trying to look better. They're trying to feel leaner. They're trying to like improve the way they look, build better eating habits. So it's very stressful to have these three macro numbers they have to hit very on point. So what you should do instead to make the process less stressful and easier so that you can easily more easily hit your goals is give yourself ranges and only focus really on your calories and your protein. Um, for 
95% of people, this is more than enough to see results. No one ever gained 20 to 30 unwanted pounds because they were a couple hundred calories off or because they were a few grams of protein under their goal. Like that's not what happens. For some reason, when people go into weight loss, they lose like that common sense and that logic. And it's because they're so emotionally wrapped up in the process. But generally speaking, not generally speaking, factually speaking, there's no one who's waking up frustrated and unhappy with their physique or unhappy with their body because they've been 150 calories over their their calorie goal um, for the last few weeks or because they've been falling 10 grams short of protein. Like that's never happened. Um, what does happen is people try to track. It's so frustrating. They get so overwhelmed. So they stop or they're only able to do it for three to four days at a time. And then they go back to their old eating habits. They're eating hundreds and hundreds of calories over. They're not getting enough protein. They're, you know, they're feeling like crap. They're not building muscle and they're not doing this for long enough. So what does that mean? They're not being consistent. So if you give yourself ranges, you can stay more consistent and be more flexible, which makes it easier and less stressful. So instead of saying, I need 40 grams of fat, 150 grams of carbs and 160 grams of protein, focus on so so those macros add up to 623 calories right so if you're this person you don't need to eat 1623 calories every single day to lose weight you can say i'm going to stay between 1600 and 1800 gram, and 1800 calories so you have from 1600 to 1800 calories every single day to stay within so that means on some days if it's a weekend day and you feel like you might eat a little bit more calories that day, you can stay closer to 1,800. If it's a normal weekday or a day where you're not working out and you're not that hungry, you can stay closer to 1,600. And you're just going to kind of toggle between that range every single day. You don't have to hit a specific number. And for your protein, maybe it's instead of eating 160 grams of protein, maybe they're going to say, I'm going to try to land between 130 and 150. Again, that difference in protein is not going to make or break you. So if you are more flexible with it, it's more sustainable. You can do it for longer and you can see better results, which means you're going to enjoy the process more. And then you can keep doing it and continue to see results. And this is how you actually build habits because we need to learn, okay, this is how many meals I have to eat and the type of foods I have to eat at each meal to see results. You can then sustain that beyond the, the time that you choose to track food for. Number two, be in line with your values and beliefs. This is a really in, important one. Um, it's a little deeper, but it's very, very important. It's a little bit of mindset work that you have to put in, but in a, in a unlocks like decades of endless positive results for your fitness goals. Um, this is the big game changer. You have to be in line with, you have to be aligned with who do you want to be. When you can fully articulate who you want to be and what that version of you does, why they do it, you'll never lack confidence or give in to peer pressure again. So you have to really be aligned. And there's no right or wrong answer to this. Um, it's not like there's one specific uh, type of behavior that you should be. But really, like, get we have to build that confidence with your decision-making process. So do you want to be the person who meticulously tracks their macros seven days a week, who shows up to family barbecues with Tupperware packed with their special meals? Do you want to be someone who's like, if you're, if your kid asks you for uh, to go out to ice cream, that you're like, no, that's not in mom or dad's macros. I can't like, does that how you want to live your life? Probably not. I don't want to live my life that way. There's times where, 
I make a uh, you know, a perfectly measured out meal that I know is going to hit my protein goal for that meal. And I know exactly how many calories are in it. And then my son sits on my lap and he starts taking bites and he eats half my plate. Uh, do, do I want to smack the fork out of his hand and go, no, this is, I have to eat my protein right now. Like, no, of course not. But, but do you want to be the person who overindulges every few days, who self-sabotages their progress, who mindlessly snacks on junk that doesn't even really taste good, and you lack the confidence to say no thanks every time like a cookie is offered, like, no, you probably don't want to be that version either. But that's the all or nothing, right? We have to meet in the middle. So you have to be really in touch with who do you want to be? What is your ideal behavior? You know, if you know your values around nutrition and fitness and health, you won't question every decision. Deci- you won't question every decision that you make. So you have to know what your definition of fitness is. What is your definition of uh, healthy behavior of, you know, what is your beliefs around or what are your beliefs around the person you want to be? And what are the results that you're expecting? So if you're expecting to be, um, you know, a figure competitor who's going to be on stage uh, every other weekend in a bikini posing for judges, then yeah, you're probably going to have to be a little narcissistic and a little, you know, selfish. And you're going to have to like be very meticulous and you're going to have to, you know, live your life in a very regimented, structured way. But again, who listening to this, is that is that even your goal? No, but it, you, that doesn't mean you have to go to the other extreme where you think, you know, tracking food is evil and wanting to change your body is bad and that you should just accept yourself the way you are and you shouldn't diet because that's not the that's not the way you should live your life either if you're unhappy you should make you know effort to change it so think of being like in a committed relationship if you're married or you're in a long-term relationship right now you have to know what your definition of a good partner is right it makes it easier to make decisions and this sounds like common sense to most people but Guilt only comes from doing things that aren't in line with who you want to be. Think about that. If you know what's right and wrong, and when I say right and wrong, I mean like what's right and wrong for your personal beliefs, then it's easier to make decisions. So someone, let's let's take uh, you know an extreme example of this, but like if you're in if you're married, right, you know that it's probably wrong to cheat on your spouse you know that it's probably not a good like if you're a guy or a girl you know it's probably not a good decision to go to a strip club every thursday night even though your spouse doesn't like doing that and you know that they don't like doing they don't like you doing that right like if you would be an asshole for doing that right if if you're let's say you're a husband and your wife's sitting at home making your kids dinner and you're out at a strip club with the boys every Thursday night even though you know it makes them uncomfortable and you know it doesn't feel right being there but what are you going to say oh well you know they just made me go i'm just i'm just weak to that sorry right but we use that with food all the time Right? We know we don't want to eat Cheetos at 11 o'clock at night. We know we don't want to skip breakfast and feel like shit all day, but yet we do it and we go, oh, I'm just like weak to it. Oh, I just don't have willpower. You wouldn't use that excuse when it came to cheating on your partner. You can't cheat on your husband or wife, come home, and then you know tell them, just so you know, I cheated on you today, but you know, so I'll, I'll try to be better tomorrow. I'll try to get it together tomorrow. I just I didn't have any willpower today, but you know, tomorrow's a new day. You wouldn't do that. 
because it's not in line with your beliefs. It's not in line with who you want to be. But with food, I understand that the consequences in the moment aren't as drastic. Like obviously, if you know you don't want to have a cookie right now and you have a cookie, it's not as bad as cheating on your spouse. I understand that. But I'm trying to reframe your mind around it. The only reason you feel guilt about the cookie is because you don't know what your beliefs are. You don't know what you believe around diet. Not saying cookies are bad, but if you understand and you believe and it's in line with your values that having one cookie is not a big deal, then you can have the cookie and not feel guilty. But if you have a shitty relationship with food and you think a cookie is going to make you fat, then every time you eat that cookie, you're going to feel guilty and guilt and shame and you're going to be mad at yourself. So you just have to be in line with your values. What is actually important to you? What what constitutes a healthy lifestyle for you? What's going to what's going to let you know that you're living life the way that you want to live it and for a lot of people they just don't know the answer to that question but once you can find that answer and be in line with it and be confident in those decisions it makes the whole process easier it's the same it's the same thing with anything else in life you just know what your definition of uh you know ideal behavior is and why you don't have to question things ever again so for you know to to use myself as an example i don't think that drinking alcohol is bad there are some people who think that like if you know alcohol is like the most you know the worst thing in the world you shouldn't ever drink i don't think that i think it's totally okay to have drinks if you want but what's in line with my values my personal beliefs do i feel good if i drink alcohol every single night no do I want to drink alcohol every single night? Also, no. So I don't do it. And if I started to do it, if I started to have a glass of wine every single night or a couple of drinks every single night, I would feel weird about it, not because I think it's bad or it's making me fat. It's just not in line with my personal beliefs. I like to have a drink when the occasion calls for it. It's more fun for me. It's more enjoyable for me. I think a lot of people feel that way too. They just give in to the temptation of having drinks way more often. And the same thing with food. They know pizza probably tastes better when you have it once in a while and you go to a good pizza place. No one is like, oh my God, eating Domino's three times a week is amazing and I just love it. They, you feel guilt around it. You feel shame around it. You don't go around telling people that you do it because it's not in line with your personal beliefs. It's Because if you thought that that was fine and that was okay, you wouldn't feel shame and you wouldn't feel guilt. So I hope that's making sense. The only reason you feel shame and guilt around things is because it's not actually aligned with what you believe to be ideal behavior for you. And there's no clear or right answer to what is right and uh, to what is good behavior or what is bad behavior, you have to make that decision for yourself, and you got to fucking stick to it. So if you know hitting your protein every day is you know what you want to do, and it's in line with your personal beliefs, then you should need to have the confidence to be like, oh, hey, uh, you were making pasta for dinner tonight? Okay, cool. I'm going to grill up some chicken to have with the pasta because I want to make sure I'm hitting my protein for my meal. It's as simple as that. It's as fucking simple as that. It doesn't mean your husband or wife made pasta and you have to say, no, that doesn't fit my macros. I'm going to make my own special meal. You're going to say, cool, I'll have a serving of that. That looks really good, honey. Uh, But I'm just going to grill up some chicken too because I want to make sure I have some protein with this meal. That's how simple it is. That is how simple it is. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. Um, Number three, focus on the task at hand, not the result you're going for. 
Again, I know it's hard, but most people who go into tracking food, they're doing so because they want to get to a result. The result can feel daunting. The result can feel far away. Focus on the task at hand. I understand this may sound cliche, but it's like, you know, oh, if you're climbing a mountain, just focus on the, you know, the step in front of you. Don't focus on the top of the mountain. I get it. But if you read through like the BS rah-rah bullshit, just focus on what do you have to do right now? Like, think about that. If you know what your um, calorie ranges and your protein goals are, if you know what your health, your beliefs and values are, then all you got to do is, what do I need to do right now in this moment? What are the what are the choices I have and which one is in line with my goal? Because most of the time, it's going to come down to an A or B choice. I know in the days of like Grubhub and DoorDash and, you know, you can literally just tap a button on your phone and get food delivered. It seems like you have endless options, but realistically, in the moment, you always have like two options. It's A or B make the decision that's in line with my goals or make the decision that's not in line with my goals. That's really how simple it is. Because if you read through all the bullshit, even if you're going to order takeout, there's something on that menu that is in line with your values, your beliefs, and your goals. And there's a ton of stuff that's not. So it just comes down to, am I going to order something that is in line with my goals or something that's not? And if you make the decision to do something that's not in line with your goals, that's okay. But if you do that, a bunch of times every single week, guess what? You're probably not going to hit your goals. It doesn't need to be emotional. It's just like, okay, well, I made too many decisions this week that were not in line with my goals, just like anything else. And we take the emotion out of it. What do you have to do right now? And is it, and make the decision that's in line with your goals. So this may be as simple as I woke up, I probably should eat breakfast that has protein in it. Am I going to do that? Or am I not going to do it? Focus on the task at hand. Don't worry about your whole day, your whole you know week, your goals, your results you're going for. Just focus on, I know eating 30 to 40 grams of protein at breakfast is probably important for my goals. It's in line with my beliefs around how I want to live my life. Am I going to do that or am I not? That's as simple as it is. Oh, we're having some wine tonight? Cool. I'm going to have a glass of wine. That's fine. When you go to pour the second one, okay. Do I need to have a second glass of wine right now? Is that in line with my goals, in line with my values? A or B? And there's no, no, um, it's not make or break, it's not do or die, but how many decisions am I going to make right today that are not in line with my goals? If you break it down to, is this in line with my values and my goals, or is it not? It takes the emotion out of it. It makes the decision, uh, the decision making process much easier. Don't focus on your overall goal or your how many good days. It's just like, what is the task in front of me? What is the decision I have to make right now? And just focus on that for now. So if it's lunchtime and you're at the office and everyone's ordering out or they're going out to lunch, right? What decision do you want to make? Let's say they're ordering pizza to the break room and you brought lunch and you brought, you know, your normal lunch that you're going to eat. Can you go eat with your coworkers and have a and have a good conversation, but just eat your food instead of the pizza? Would that be in line with your goals, or should you toss the lunch or not eat the lunch you brought? Go eat you know three slices of pizza in the middle of the day and maybe feel like shit the rest of the day, right? It's not right or wrong. It's just which one's in line with your goals. And there's so much nuance there that it allows the decision making process to be more fluid, more flexible, and less stressful. So, what? Break it down, A or B. 
hope this is helpful, guys. So remember, if you're overwhelmed with tracking macros, you don't have to do it forever, right? You don't have to do it forever. Uh, you have to have flexible ranges, not hard numbers. Know your values and beliefs. What actually is in line with your values and beliefs? And focus on the task at hand, not the overall result. And it'll make the process way less stressful. And it'll make you, the you know the results come faster and easier if you just focus on these few things. Hope this was helpful. Again, leave a review, and I really appreciate appreciate you listening.